Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Certainty. With Volkswagen Commercial Vehicles, it's included as standard. The Crafter, Transporter, and the all-new fifth-generation Caddy are more innovative, dynamic, and efficient than ever before. Now with HP Finance from 0%. Purchase contributions of up to €3,500 and service plans from €9.99. They're the smart next step for your business. For vans and offers you can rely on always, contact your local Volkswagen commercial vehicles dealer or visit volkswagenvans.ie and leave the rest to us. Finance provided by way of higher purchase agreement from Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. So I was at my homeboy's house one day and I was talking to his pops. Good dude. Love him. And he's a retired officer, and he loves telling me stories. So he was telling me stories about his career, and I asked him if he ever used his firearm. And he told me, fortunately, he never had to use it on duty, but there was a time when he had to use it off. So I asked him what happened. And he said one night he was sleeping with his wife. They were the only two in the house, and he heard a noise, and someone was trying to break into his home. So he grabbed his gun, he ran downstairs, And he saw the dude break in. And he shot at him. The dude got away. He didn't hit him. But it did turn out that he was breaking into homes in the area. He ended up getting captured. And no one was hurt. So once I knew that no one was hurt, naturally, I asked the obvious question in the room. What were you wearing? (laughs) I I was just curious because I'm thinking to myself, when you wake up, might not have clothes on. <laughs> that's, that's where my mind went. And he laughed. He's like, that's the one question no one has ever asked me. And he said, a robe. <laughs> and then I started laughing again. And he said, why are you laughing? And I said, I don't know. I just feel like in my mind, whenever I picture someone shooting at someone else, because I always picture stories as I'm hearing them, The person never has on a robe. That's new. And he's like, what was I supposed to have on? And I'm like, I don't know. Shorts, a tank top, your drawers, but a robe? Like, I didn't, why why did you have on a robe? He grabbed a robe. He's like, what was I supposed to do? I said, well, how did you wake up? He said, naked. That's what you were supposed to do. You were supposed to run out this butt-ass naked. Bow, get away from my family. I don't. I don't know why, but in my mind, that's just a better story. <laughs> Everybody's laughing at me like this is why nobody tells you anything. <laughs> and I don't I don't know. I feel like this is completely logical. That's when I realized that wasn't worth a lot. Because if I'm telling that story, I'm changing some things around. In my story, I went downstairs butt ass naked. Bang! You don't have time to look for a robe. There's no time. I'm defending my family. For the majority of my life, I wouldn't have had a robe accessible. So I don't know what I would have done. Are you thinking in that situation? Like, are you putting clothes on? I am not. I'm, I'm down there with both hammers out. 
I'm just, I'm not putting clothes on. I didn't know how to feel about the fact that this man went and found a robe. And I've never asked a grown man that before, but there's a first for everything to get to the juice of the story. Maybe it's just me. In my mind, it would have been a better story if he was butt-ass naked shooting at the person trying to break into his house, but he decided to tell us he had a robe on. Horrible way to go about that. Welcome to In The Moment. There's a moment in everything and everything yeah. is a moment I talk about the comedy in it all. If this is your first Man, time, no, welcome my, to the funniest podcast yeah. you've never Man. heard. I'm your new favorite comedian, Mo Mitchell, yeah. your money back. Shout out to all my regular Me listeners. And all my niggas Episode well, 41. Well, you not from the city, I could tell, I could tell. How we dog. feeling? Did it, did it, did it by myself, Fresh off of a celebration, myself, I hope everybody's feeling Blue good. I'm in the city still. Virgo still video still out here doing about I 20 million. No one knows it's me. Still 2020 last time I checked, but it's all love, man. It's all love. You gotta have people in your life that keep you positive, keep you up. I've learned that. I'm gonna get into that a little bit this episode. Before I do, though, let's talk about some things I'm mad at you. I know what time it is with me. First thing I'm mad at, why do people respond to things the way that they do? I spoke last week about reading the room, right? Nobody likes the person that you talk to and you're like, yo, about to go skydiving and start telling you all the statistics of how many people failed at skydiving. Read the room. Learn how to respond to people. I don't like that. The other day I was looking for something and I couldn't find it. I think it was my wallet. And I told somebody, I said, yo, I can't find my wallet. And they said, well, where's the last place you put it? <laughs> I hate when people say that. If I knew the last place I put it, why would I be standing here telling you I lost it? I would know where it is. This wouldn't be a moment. This is how I know that people do not pay attention when you ask them things. Well, retrace your steps. Where's the last place you had it? <laughs> Look here, dummy. <laughs> if I knew that, we wouldn't be here. I don't know where's the last place I had it. That's why it's lost. I don't, maybe it's just me, but I swear people say that all the time. Stop saying that. I don't know the last place I put it. Okay, that's the problem. The hell is wrong with you? Imagine you lose your child or something. You go up to your best friend. Oh my God, I can't find Johnny. Well, where's the last place you had him? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of response is that? Read the room. People make you feel stupid when you're looking for something. <laughs> Parents would do that to you, too. Y'all remember that? Anybody ever went through that? Parents would make you feel stupid when you can't find something. I remember my mama used to be like, hey, go get me this. Go get me that. And I would try to find it. And I would put my best efforts forth sometimes. And I couldn't find it. Then she'd come up behind me 10 minutes later, push me out the way, move, boy. And then there it go. Bow. You don't look for shit. That's your problem. Okay, wait a minute, mama. <laughs> First of all, it wasn't there. When I was here, I don't know who moved it within the last 10 minutes, but it wasn't there. Why they always had the eagle eye for what they was looking for? And then get mad at me because I can't find it. That's why I don't ask you to do nothing. First of all, yes, you do. You ask me to do a lot. I just don't do it well. And that's not my fault. If you know that about me, if you know those aren't my strengths, then maybe you shouldn't ask me to do those type of things. Just me, mama. Just me. Parents hit you with that one quick, don't they? Guess I just got to do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> Parents will make you clean their house your whole life. Your whole life, you got to clean the house. The moment you want to do something that they don't want you to do, though, this is my house. Oh, now it's your house. 
If, if it's your house so damn much, why you got me doing the dishes? It's your house when it's convenient, huh? I'm just kidding. Parents, y'all know y'all be doing. Y'all be on that, though. They be mad when they ask you to do something, but you don't do it like them. I used to hate that. Because I can't wipe the counter like you. I can't get there. That's just not in me. Use your elbows. Put some elbow grease in it. First of all, I'm using my elbows. There's no humanly possible way for me to perform this act without using my elbows. I promise you, elbows are in this. And I don't know where you get elbow grease from. That's not on Amazon. I've looked. There's no such thing called elbow grease. Why did, why did all the old heads always tell us to use elbow grease? What kind of grease is that? I'm mad at phone activity. Social Dilemma just came out. We talked about that last week. People got to do better with their phones. Y'all know what I thought about, too? I thought about my baby sister and one of my really good friends. I thought to myself, both of them are always on their phones when I'm around them, but anytime I text them, they don't answer. <laughs> Wait, anybody else go through this? Anybody else got like a friend or somebody that when you're around them, they are always on their phone? They're never not on it, but then when you're not around them and you send them a text like, hey, girl. Yo, what up, fam? They respond to you a day later. Like, yeah, I, you've, I've never seen you go five minutes without your phone. So how have you gone a day? That means you ignore me. Uh-uh. I don't like it. We all know that person. You are on your phone way too much for you to not answer me immediately when I'm away from you. I know how often you're on your phone. I watch you. Phones that make you sensitive, man. It makes you sensitive. Or like when you text somebody, they don't text you back, but they tweeting. Oh. <laughs> we all done been it. Don't lie to me. Oh, but you got the nerve to tweet, though. That's how you test who really in your life. You got to get a burner number and text them from that number. Say, hey, when they hit you with the who is this. Oh, so you text my burner account, who is this? But you ain't text the brother that you've known for 20 years back yet? <laughs> We've been there. Some of us been there. Somebody's lying. That's the thing. Phones that do that to you. Phones make me mad at people for a lot of various reasons, man. I'm mad at one of my good friends right now because last week he called me and he was like, yo, it's an emergency. Call me back when you can. I called him back like five minutes later and he didn't answer. I'm like, yo, answer your phone. You good? Like 15 minutes go by. He never called me back. Now I think he's dead. You can't do that to me. I don't have the mind for that. I go to the worst. Once you reach out to someone and you say, hey, it's an emergency, you have to pick up the first time they call now. That's a rule. I'm calling this dude, yo. He don't answer. I started grieving. Then he just calls me 30 minutes later. Yo, what up, bro? No, it's no, nothing's up. Everything's down. I'm grieving. I was five minutes away from calling people to find out if you were okay. What are you doing? Fam, I was just trying to tell you I didn't have my Yahoo password. Yo. Yo, yo, bro, yo, do me a favor. Now that I thought you was dead, don't talk to me no more. Nah, that's the only way we're going to be even. I grieved for 30 minutes. I was in mourning. I mourned for 30 minutes. He like, nah, I just didn't want to miss the draft. You don't ever tell me it's an emergency. Then don't answer your phone. My mind goes places, man. I was, there, I was already making a song. I'm writing poetry and shit. Like, what do you mean? You're just, you're, oh, you just needed a password. I thought you passed. People are nasty. Don't do that. Phone etiquette. Another problem I have with phone etiquette. People, stop asking people what they're doing at a certain time without telling them why you need to know. I don't like y'all who do that. That's like, is that secret code? 
I feel like y'all do that on purpose. Like, people will hit you like, yo, what you doing on Tuesday from 4 to 9? First of all, why? <laughs> the why is important here. Why do you need to know? I don't want to tell you I'm available, and then you'd be like, all right, cool, I need someone to help me move. Nah, see, something came up. You, <laughs> you can't hit somebody with the what you doing at a certain time without the why. Yo, I need to move on Thursday. What are you doing from 4 to 9? That way I know that I have to curb you. Yo, what you doing on Thursday from 4 to 9? I got to wait for you to make some money. That's going to go a little different. <laughs> I don't like when people hit you with the what you doing from 4 to 9. I always hit them with the, yo, I'm not sure yet what you got. <laughs> you got to hit them with that. Yo, plans are tentative. <laughs> you got to. I don't know what you need me for. You're not going to get a genuine answer out of me. I'm only saying the things that we all think. Don't do that. Don't leave me on this island. What else? Oh, last thing I'm mad at, I saw these two Instagram models fighting, and I don't know who they who they are. I just thought it was ridiculous. And it caught my attention because one of the girls slapped the other girl, and then the other girl didn't do anything. And everybody was like, oh, look at her. She doesn't want to fight back. I get it. Then the other girl that was the aggressor, she was like, I want to make it clear this is not over a guy. And so I did my research. And I found out that it was indeed over a guy, a boxer. And I thought to myself, I've seen this so many times where two women fight or two men fight. And they say it's not over the guy, it's not over the girl. If the reason the two of you know each other is through beef, and that beef came or stemmed from a girl or a guy... Just because y'all have developed more beef on top of that since then does not mean that it is not still over that girl or a guy. You are fighting over a guy. Still, I know guys who have been in this situation where they, have, they were beefing with another guy over a girl. And then years later, that beef turned into other beefs. And they was like, it's not even about her. It's deeper. It's not. It's, it's about her. Let it go. If you're in that situation... Let it go. Yes, it's still over the girl. Yes, it's still over the guy. Stop wasting energy on people that don't want you. Stop. I was watching these two ladies go at it. And the boxer did like a little interview about it. And he was like, man, I don't know why this is happening, but it makes sense because I really like both of their energies. They have good energy to both of them. And I was thinking to myself, see, ladies, there it is. Don't fall for that. That's the dirtbag move. The guy that tells you I like your energy, then he takes it. <laughs> that's that's what these that's what some of these guys will do. Hey, I like your energy. Then he'll spend three months taking all of it. <laughs> all of it. There's guys like that, yo. That there's guys that'll ask you about your dreams on a first date. Then he'll make you push them to the side if you get with them. Ask you about your kids. They don't make you, never mind. I'm going to say too much. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Anyway, don't do it. Don't fall for that guy. There's a lot of that guy out here. Don't fall for him. Let's get into shout outs really quick. Uh, shout out to Pastor Miller. Prayers up for you. Please put prayers up for Pastor Miller. She is a very close friend of the family. Dealing with a lot at the moment. Prayers up to you. We love you. Stay strong. Shout out to my best friend, my brother, and my goddaughter. They know what they're going through. Prayers up for y'all. 
I love y'all. Shout out. Shout out to James White, NFL player. Parents were just in an accident. He lost his dad. His mom is in critical condition. The last that I heard, I couldn't imagine surviving or dealing with an accident of that magnitude. Prayers to you. Shout out to a really good friend of mine who's an even better therapist. That is not biased by any means. She's really good at what she does. And if you are looking for therapy or counseling of any kind, she just got her brand new business off the ground called Canopy and Light. Shout out to you. That is incredible. I am proud of you. And again, if you are looking to go in the direction of therapy or counseling of any sort, this woman has helped me a ton. And I really mean that. So if you need it, there you go. Shout out to my sisters. Shout out to Kate Money of 1901 because this weekend I had moments with the both of them where they just hyped me. We were just talking and they was hyping me and it made me realize, y'all, listen, you got to have people in your life who hype you. Pharrell, who hype you, who remind you of who you are when you down. You need that. You got to have people who remind you of what you do that don't mind taking a moment that's not about them, making it about you and reminding you of how great you are because we all need somebody to lean on. We all need that person or those people in our lives. So shout out to them and shout out to whoever that person is in your life because it's rare that you have people who are always there to hype you and remind you and back you. So shout out to them. Last but not least, shout out to the panel. Um, Call a Friend was a hit last week. Doing it again today. And I got a panel building. I got a lot of people who reached out to me, giving me their number to be a part of the panel. I didn't get to respond to you all. I tried to respond to as many as I could. But I am listening. I am making a panel. And it is official. I'm going to be calling every week. The segment was loved. So we're keeping it. All right, that's out the way. Let's get down to business. Um, I want to start with rejection. I had a, a really dope conversation with someone the other day who is a motivational speaker, and he was talking to me about rejection. A lot of us see rejection as negative. I used to. I have for the majority of my life. I wish I didn't. After talking to fam, I realized that there almost really is no such thing as rejection because rejection at the end of the day is just protection. And he was kind of breaking it down to me and giving me this science. And I, I have learned that life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And once you adjust your perspective just a little bit to realize that everything changes, you see things differently, you move differently and your faith, I even think, is affected. Because when I really look back on times where I thought I was being rejected, whether by another human being, work, whatever, it was always for the better. I couldn't see it then. But a lot of times you move on and you learn it and I can see it now. A lot of those people who said no, I'm so happy they did. The last job I had, I was only I was only fired twice in my life. And the first time I was working at a law firm, it was a job I probably should have never had because I was not qualified for it, but the lady hired me because she liked me. She hired me to be a paralegal. Uh, I have no paralegal skills whatsoever. I didn't know anything about the position, but I took it because at times 
There are times in your life when, damn it, you just need a job. And there she was providing me with a job. So I jumped on board and I was killing it for like three weeks. I don't know how. I'm sure I wasn't like amazing at it because I was still learning at it, but I was doing okay. And then she fired me. And the reason she told me she fired me is because she felt like I was hacking into personal files. <laughs> yeah, I barely knew how to sign on at that time. Like I didn't even, why would she think that's even possible? Hacking into files? Fam, if I could do that, I would be like on a beach somewhere with a Mai Tai. I wouldn't be here. I would be in a room with like eight computers hacking into some shit that's worth something. Lady, what are you talking about? But that's not here nor there. I don't know why she fired me. The next time I got fired, I got fired on Valentine's Day from a company whose logo is a heart. <laughs> and I was confused because I figured since their logo was a heart, they would have one. And they fired me for nothing. Literally, I did nothing wrong. And they fired me. And I couldn't see why until I realized that that's when all of the doors started opening for me to actually pursue what I wanted to do. Almost as if God was like, you're taking too long. You don't have the faith in yourself. So let me kick you in the ass a little bit and see if you'll get it then. And I did. Because life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So when I think of rejection, I realize there's almost no such thing. Yeah, you can take it as rejection, but in reality, it's protection. I remember being young and I asked my dad, I was like, dad, how do I get over like women telling me no? Because I didn't want to be rejected. I didn't want to have to like swallow my pride and build up this courage to go try to talk to a young lady and she go, nah, I'm good. Because some women are harsh about it. And I remember him telling me, son, it's a numbers game. It's not that serious. You can't ever take it personal. She doesn't know you. She doesn't truly know who you are. Your spirit, your heart, your soul, the man that you are. She has no clue. She's just turning down what she sees in a moment. That means nothing. That's light. Why would you even let that bother you? And I thought it was great advice because in that moment, I learned to not take things so personally. It's never personal. Well, sometimes it is, but in those instances, it's not. <laughs> So when I looked back on it, I started to realize that a lot of the times that I was rejected, it wasn't rejection at all. If anything, I was being shifted. Nope, that's not the way you're supposed to go. Nope, that's not the person you're supposed to deal with. Nope, that's not the job you're supposed to have. You're going this way. Because re in reality, most of us have no clue. We out here trying to figure it out every day. So what is really rejection? I took rejection personally for way too long. We have to stop doing that. It's not personal. Everything is a blessing when you know how to look at it. Everything. Yes, even the time someone told you no. The time someone told you you couldn't do something. The time someone called you a loser. The time someone looked at you like you were a failure. The time someone didn't believe in you. Sometimes, all of these things played a part in pushing you to become who you were supposed to be the entire time. Hell with rejection. So what? Some of y'all right now are in a position but where... You're afraid to do something because of the fear of rejection. What happens if I don't get it? What happens if it doesn't work? What happens if the person says no? Will you die? <laughs> because if you won't, ain't really that much to worry about. I've learned that. I just watched this documentary on Netflix about NASA and the Challenger, the space shuttle that failed and unfortunately ended in the demise of seven beautiful, brilliant lives. And 
As a kid, I thought NASA was heroes. And I'm not saying they're not, but this documentary kind of shows you how there were people behind the scenes who knew some things and could have made some changes. And there was unnecessary risk involved before this space shuttle went off. And they decided to let it go anyway. And to this day, they feel no remorse. I mean, it's two of these dudes I was like disgusted by. One was like, yeah, you could blame me for their deaths. That's fine. But I don't feel any guilt. I'm like, what? How could you even say that? Another dude was like looking back on it. Hey, I don't feel like I did anything wrong then. And I don't think I did anything wrong now. Seven people died because y'all made bad decisions, poor decisions, no empathy. Didn't care about what could go wrong when sending someone to space. Such evil. I mean, just cold. But in that, these seven brilliant, beautiful people attempted to go to space. And the people who sent them there barely cared if they made it or not. I said to myself, you know what? You see that? It's exactly why you can't fear consequences of anything. I watched all seven of those people get on that aircraft, smiling and waving. The consequences, if they failed, were death. They did it anyway. I was inspired. Most of us are fortunate enough where we will never have to make a decision with that kind of consequence. So if it's not that, what are you afraid of? So what if it fails? So what if they say no? My baby sister came up to me the other day. She said, Reese, I got a big interview. I told her, be yourself. That's literally it. When I was her age and people used to tell me that, I used to go, that's it. That's all you got? Yes, that's it. Because it's a win-win. If you get it, you got it. Wonderful. If you don't, you got the experience and God has something better in store for you. There's no losing. Life happens for you, not to you. I just feel like if more people understood that, and rejection doesn't mean anything. If more people understood that, it's protecting you. I am glad you said no. Y'all know how many women turned me down 10 years ago? And talking about, hey, big head, no. <laughs> nope. I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, seriously, it's always good for you. So change your perspective. And who cares about rejection? We're all going to get rejected. Every single one of us have been rejected. Most of the biggest artists in the world were told no at some point. They were told they weren't good enough. Everyone was told they weren't good enough. And in reality, everyone's good enough if they believe it. All you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough. And that's it. Get rid of fear. Get rid of the fear of rejection. Because rejection is worth nothing and neither is fear. Everything is a blessing. Except fantasy football. Fantasy football has been anything but a blessing to me. And now, a really good friend of mine and myself will probably never speak again because of fantasy football. It's a true story. And I'm going to tell it. Because I just think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But at the same time, it is what it is. So... I got a dude who's been my guy for years. And, you know, like most friends, we've had our ups and downs. But the majority of it has been ups. It's just this one thing with him that has plagued me for a very long time. And here's the thing about fantasy football. And it's hard to tell this story seriously because at the end of the day, it's about fantasy football. But for me, it's bigger than that. It's the principle, right? So... Yeah, we play fantasy football. I have a league, same league for the past 
I don't know, like 15 years at this point. And for the most part, it's been the same guys in the league. And for some reason, there are some grown men who want to play fantasy football, but they don't want to pay. <laughs> like, it's the same fee. It's due at the same time every year for 15 years. And for some reason, there's a few dudes in the league who act surprised every time the payment comes up. Some of them act surprised for three months. I mean, they'll be sitting there drafting players, signing free agents, releasing people. You say, Errol, <laughs> I need that hundred. All of a sudden, they don't have no way of communicating with you. <laughs> and the thing about fantasy football, it's a privilege. It's not, you're not obligated to play. You can say no at any time. It's not a gang. It's not like once you're in it, you can't get out. Like, it's not that. You can easily go, hey, I don't have it this year, fam. I don't want to play. I'm out. That's it. No one's going to initiate you. So anyway, this particular guy has been in this league with us for 15 years, right? We have chased him for a payment every single year. Seriously, for at least 10 of them. We have chased him for a payment. And by chased, I mean I started out as the financial commissioner in the league. And I would always hit him up around the time that payment was due. And he would always have a reason as to why he couldn't pay me at that time. Yo, I need a week. Yo, I need a month. I would wait a week. I would wait a month. Yo, now nah, something came up. I need another two months. It's $100, man. Okay, it's $100. Now, I'm not saying everybody has $100. It's okay if you don't. But if you don't, it's also okay to not play fantasy football. Like, your friends shouldn't become debt collectors. We got lives, too. <laughs> like, no one should have to chase you for $100, man. You signed up to play. We did this for, like, 10 years, y'all. And there was a couple years I had to go in my pockets and pay for them. It got to the point where I called one of my other best friends that's in the league, and I was like, yo, you got to be the financial commissioner because I don't have the time anymore, and I don't want to do this. And he was like, all right, cool, I got it. Don't worry about it. I take care of it. I think about a year and a half later, I invited the two of them to a gathering that I was having, not knowing that there was any smoke, not thinking anything of it. I go down into the basement with one of them, the other one sees him. They lock eyes. Next thing I know, I'm breaking up a fight. These dudes are about to fight in my parents' crib. And I don't even know why. So I'm, I'm like, yo, what's up with y'all? And then I heard one of my best friends go, nah, I've been chasing him for three months for $100, fam. Enough is enough. <laughs> and I was like, see? Me too. This is what I mean. This is why I retired as the commish. I, I realized I was no Roger Goodell. Now, if you got two grown men that's about to fight you over fantasy football payments, it might be you. But no. This is what he does. He takes, a, he takes like $100 out of his pocket. He's like, if it's over the money, then just take the money. Fam, what do you think it's over? Of course it's over the money. 
We've been telling you this for 10 years. Now you pull out $100? Talking about I had it the whole time, it's nothing, but we chasing you? See, you cannot have grown men chasing you, texting you every week for $100, and then when they finally see you three months later, pull $100 out your pocket and throw it at them like it's a stripper. You can't do that. I understood why he wanted to fight him. So I break up the fight. I'm like, this is not going to happen. I understand, but this is ridiculous. We're not going to fight over this. So we work it out. Fast forward to this year's fantasy football. You would think we're not going to have any issues out of this guy, right? He pulled $100 out of his pocket and said it was nothing. Even though we've been chasing him for $100 since I was in high school. But whatever. So I get a text from my best friend. That's the new commission. He's like, yo, your boy don't want to play this year. I said, fam, we've drafted. Week one has already happened. What do you mean he doesn't want to play? I don't know. I'm not dealing with it. He said he doesn't want to play. Now, this man had months on months, right, to say, hey, I don't want to play this year for whatever reason, whatever his reason is. COVID, don't have the money, tired of y'all, whatever. I mean, I've spoke to him. He never mentioned not wanting to play. But you wait until football season starts. We've played for the last 15 years. Football season starts at the same time. It's almost as if he's doing this on purpose. Why would you wait until a draft happens? Mind you, I got at least five or six people that's dying to get in the league and I can't put them in. Because no one wants to leave. But here you are holding a slot, not even wanting to pay or now even play. But you couldn't say anything. All right, cool. Now, if you don't really know how fantasy football works, if one person opts out, there's an imbalance in the league now. Because that's one team that's not actually playing. So now it makes it a little easier. People feel some kind of way. He has really good players that he's probably wasting. It's a whole thing. The principle of it is enough to piss you off if you're a league owner or a commissioner. And on top of that, I'm looking at it like, I don't understand this. We're friends. We're grown men. This is $100. Why can't you just simply say, I don't have it. Can I, can I play next year? Or whatever the case. Like, why just not communicate whatever the truth is? I don't get it. So to make matters worse, I say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Just ask him for the password so that I can have somebody else pick up his team because I can't we don't have the access to do it he has to do it since the league has already started he says okay two days go by I don't hear anything so now I call this guy myself I'm like yo all we need is the password in the most condescending tone he goes I'm at work <laughs> oh oh you been at work for two days two days you've been at work it's, it's not even been that long. Fam, how long does it take to ask Yahoo to reset your password? I'm pretty sure that could be done in about 20, 30 seconds, man. How many of us have jobs where you can't use your phone for 30 seconds, man? You can't go to the bathroom? You can't have an emergency? Mind y'all, it wasn't even about the fact that he was at work. It was the principal. I knew he was not going to send the password. As I'm telling you this story right now, this is... About a week removed from when we had that conversation. He has still not sent me the password. <laughs> He's still at work. And it's, 
I don't know if y'all deal with somebody who just always has this condescending ass tone when they're dead wrong. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. It's been 15 years. You just threw a hundred at my dude a year ago. I'm talking about the money, the password, they're chasing you every year. And a guy tells me, I'm at work. So? <laughs> oh, I was upset, man. I was upset. I had to call Yahoo and figure out a way where they could open it up for me. Open up the account so that I could switch the teams. And I did. And I finally got him out the league. But why did I have to go through that? It got to the point where we weren't even asking you for money anymore. We were asking you for a password. And you couldn't do that? That was too much after you made us wait all of these times to get $100 out of you? They don't force you to play. It's like the people who want to go out. But then they tell me at the end of the dinner they don't have no money. Man, nobody forced you to be here. <laughs> what are you doing here then? I was pissed. I hung up on him. I'm done. Then he gonna call my other friend talking about I'll never talk to him again. You ain't have a choice. Ain't nobody do nothing to you. What are you mad about? I'm chasing you for 10 years. Like I'm in a friend zone. And we're actually friends. <laughs> the hell is wrong with you, man? I'll never get it. Why can't some people just take accountability? Yo, I'm bugging. Yo, I'm wilding. My bad. Here's the money. Here's the password. No, it got to be all of this. I didn't even do anything. Yes, man. Yo, man. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I'm basically saying I did not think that you could actually lose friends over the most superficial of things at this stage of life. But it's always possible, so. <sighs> Even happens to grown men. It is what it is. I really don't see how I could have handled the situation differently. I have really been patient all these years. I mean, like I said, it's an entire league of people who know, like, this dude is always the only person who gives us issues. And yeah, I just got tired of it. Anyway, be blessed. That's <laughs> As you know, that's bullshit, right? You can't even tell people nowadays to be blessed because they know you're being sarcastic. I don't know if that's a black thing or not, but I know you can't You can't do things like that with black people. Like, you can't tell a black person, y'all, I'm going to pray for you. Pray for me. No, don't pray for me. <laughs> Fam, I thought. How you get in trouble for saying you're going to pray for somebody? Have a blessed day. It don't ne they don't never want you to have a blessed day, ever, when they say that. Just know that. All right. I'm off that. Uh, you know what? Let's lighten it up in here. Um, <laughs> let's get to calling people. All right, so I called fellas last week. This week I'm calling ladies. And sometimes the questions are going to be educational. Sometimes they're going to be informative. Sometimes they're just going to be ignorant. I'm, I'm, they just are. I don't know which I want yet, so I have to see how it goes. I polled some men, and I asked men what they want me to ask women. And I'm going to do the same for women. So again, if you have specific questions, y'all want to hear me ask people, tell me the questions. I put a poll out with six different questions, and the question that got voted number one was, do women lie about the penis size of the guy that they're with? I, I don't know why men want to know this, but they do. So uh, 
without further ado, someone has to do the dirty work, and I guess it's going to be me. Here we go. Hello? This is Mo Mitch from the Burt Show and the In The Moment Podcast. How are you feeling? Oh, my gosh. What are you doing? I'm on air. What you doing? Alright, as a woman in the relationships you have been in, how many times have you lied about his penis size? Um, never. You've never lied? In a relationship? Nah. But you lie outside of relationships? I've definitely lied. <laughs> <laughs> you lied you lied to hype him? Um, not really to hype him. The main reason is like if I want to get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're asking me or something and I just want to like not get into that conversation like yeah okay yeah it's good it's big <laughs> <laughs> so you can just get like, off of it. I, I'm not ready for that conversation because then it's going to be like that's very confrontational like so you really don't think it's big and it's like no I don't I, I'm not trying to have that conversation not all the time Okay, so at the point that you're in a relationship, you don't lie because you don't want to or because you don't have to? I wouldn't be in a relationship if I thought it was small and I didn't enjoy it. Ah, you got to test the car out before you take it out the lot. I guess, yeah. Okay, so what if you really like him? He dope. He good in every other area. I mean, that's not everything. Can he work it out in other ways? Yeah, but then would you be honest with him? Yeah, definitely, at that point. You would tell him? Yes. This is a level of honesty I didn't know women provided. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's better that way. Just like if you if you think I stink or something, tell me. <laughs> you nah. See, hold up. Cause we're nah. <laughs> I ain't rolling. You want a man to tell you that? Y- yes. If we're about to be in a relationship, hell yeah, tell me. You want all kind of truths, all of the sexual truths. Definitely. That's the way the sex becomes the greatest. So I gotta you, communicate, gotta be honest. You're not gonna take it personal at first? I'm, I probably would. I have to be in the situation to really answer that, but I'll probably feel like, oh, we're taken back, but eventually you can't really get mad at that. It's like a friend telling you your breast pain. <laughs> all right, all right. So you just, <laughs> you about honesty, 100% whole way. Yeah, definitely. Especially if we're talking relationships, for sure. Hi, thank you for participating right. in my panel. Thank you for having me. Hello? This is Mo Mitch from the Burt Show and the In The Moment Podcast. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you? I am I am wonderful on this fabulous day. Welcome to the Call My Friends segment. Do you have time for a question? Sure, go uh, for it. All right, so the question of the week that men have decided that they want to know about women. How honest are women about the size of a man's penis. 90%. 90% <laughs> on Oh, let's talk about the 10. What's the... What, <laughs> when, when do you feel the need to lie? Tell me. <laughs> well, it's only been a few times. This is why it never went anywhere with those people. Oh, I'm starting to see a pattern here. Okay, so... <laughs> so you test the car before you take it out the lot. And it... <laughs> If the safety bags don't work like you need them to, you put the car right back where you found it. Is that a thing? Absolutely. I would be lying if I said it wasn't. But when you lie to him, you tell you don't tell him he has a small penis? You just let him think he doesn't? Well, the good thing about the 
wait a minute, it's the little hammer guys that be confident? They they don't even ask questions. They just they just, wait, I don't know if that means they know they ain't got it or they think they do. That's just been my experience. They've never asked. It's only I mean that situation has only happened to me twice. But the times that it did happen, those two individuals never asked me what I thought. And it was trash, but you decided to tell them it wasn't. I I just didn't comment on it. You, I didn't really get feedback. Wait, when they asked you, you you just you just sat there? You didn't say anything back? I it's called deflecting. So if there's a situation, you just switch up the subject. Talk about something else. Ah, okay. So typically in your sexual experiences with men, it's fair to say that you've been fairly honest. And it's other than the the two guys who you, you didn't give them a reaction at all and well now they know why. Yep. Yep. Basically. So on a scale of so, zero to a hundred, how honest would you say women typically are about their sexual experiences with men? I would say, okay, and the, see, I feel like that question is kind of loaded because I also don't want to be, I, I don't want it to come across as women are liars because that's not the case. I just feel like women are more prone to want to protect someone's feelings about that situation because we know that it could be sensitive. But I would say it's it's a good 70, 75. I just based on what I... This this is just from like what I know of my friends, colleagues, you know, people I've had conversations with. Yeah. So 75% of the time women are typically honest during sexual experiences if you had to put a number on it. If I had to, absolutely, yeah. So 25% of the men are running around in this earth thinking that they some shit they not. That's... Absolutely. That's, oh! Okay. Absolutely. But then, those 25% of men who are running around in the world thinking that they're Asian, they really aren't. I promise you, somebody else will... They'll see the inconsistency of people's reactions. And that's probably why they... they I think it's just a thing. Oh, you can it, tell who has been lied to, and because there's like that whole need for want to like, well, yeah. Anyway, let's not get into that. Oh, but yeah. that's that's how you get LDE. <laughs> Don't start that. Don't what? Start that. <laughs> that's not. That's how you get it. <laughs> All right, this was great. You gave me more information than I thought you would give me. Bye. This is Mo Mitch from the Bird Show and the In the Moment Podcast. How you feeling? Hey, doing great. How are you? I'm I'm wonderful. It's kind of hot here in New York. It's hot. What you doing right now? Well, I was actually doing the pigeon, so I'm doing some yoga. So, <laughs> so it could be another reason why I'm so hot. That's a move, the pigeon in yoga. And it's so difficult. It's it is, and you know you can do the pigeon standing up, sitting down, uh, facing forward on the ground, and then laying on your back. So yeah, it's the, it's the move. We have the frog. It's, it's you know it's the whole thing. First of all, don't don't say I know because I don't know. I have I have no idea how you do the pigeon. Backwards, like, upwards, or downwards. You, know, you just taught me something. You should try the pigeon and then post it. I think you would get a, a great um, response. You get good feedback. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to try the pigeon. I, 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 I've, <laughs> I've, I've never saw a pigeon in New York growing up and said to myself, I want to try that. That's, the, that's, that's never happened for me. But I'm sure you're killing it. <laughs> I'm definitely not. Can you do the downward dog, though? What's your downward dog game look like? You know, my downward dog is, is pretty decent. I still have some 
challenges getting my heel to you know lay flat on the floor but you know i'm getting there the key to it is is what you do with your back knee you got to get your back knee right and then if you lower your back knee the heel just automatically graces with the floor that's what i've learned oh okay well you know you also i also have to make sure my back is, is still straight you know my spine is straight it's not curved so it's it's uh it's a full body workout it's a process that's definitely important that's facts. These people don't know nothing about that advanced yoga. They don't know about the back knee, the pigeon, <laughs> the downward, none of that. But that's not, <laughs> you're, that's free. That's not even what we're here for. That's free. You're welcome. We're here for the question of the week that men would like to know about women. And what I'm asking today is I'm asking women, how honest typically are you with your sexual relationships when it comes to a guy? Never. You've never been honest? Either I exaggerate or i don't say anything at all <laughs> this is a thing wait all right so okay i've i've heard from other women say that they when they don't say anything you know what you, you know where you at but you <laughs> that's i learned that in my last call that that's the thing <laughs> the deflection or the no answer fam you want lde that's but <laughs> All right, you. So wait, th that's it. There's no in between. You either exaggerate or you give them nothing. That's it. You know because if it's like to an average or you know a decent size, it's like you want to boost his ego. Men love that, and if you like him, you want to boost his ego. You know that's what you're there for, right? So oh wow, oh yeah. You know you just add a little bit of spunk into it. You spice it up some. You exaggerate, but if you get nothing, then you know flatline. You know what it is. Wow. So, yeah. okay, so if you, I'm trying to understand when you determine now is a good time to lie then. You lie when you like them? Uh, always. Always. You always lie when you like them. But, you know, exaggeration is not a, you know, that's not lying. You know, it's just. Yes, it is. Uh, don't don't try that Pisces shit know, on here. Yes, know, it is. It's, it's not lying. You know, I think it's more like um uh over- overindulged compliment you know <laughs> uh, you know what i mean it's like a over-the-top compliment that's all it's, an, it's, it's not a, a lie it's an yeah, overindulged compliment a, yeah it's, it's slightly embellishment but not really you know so pretty much no guy can walk around feeling like he's got an accurate assessment from you uh, yeah, uh, we could say that <laughs> But you know what? It's not the size of the boat. It's definitely the motion in the ocean. Is that a thing? Is that real? Yes, you know, because every female body is completely different. So whereas someone may be less a little more than the other as far as size, he may not be the one for that woman. But for another woman, he may know how to satisfy that body because it's compatible with the tool he has. So, yeah, some women's body is not the same in size, so large is not the way for them, and vice versa. So that's also a thing. It's the motion in the ocean for me, you know? So if you know what you're doing with it, then because I've experienced both, right? So um, I've experienced men who have great tools and don't know what to do with it, and then I've experienced, you know, the ones who get the flat line who I never comment on it, and then they shock me, <laughs> you know? They shock you! <laughs> Yeah, wow. Okay. Proof. <laughs> All right. 
I'm not mad at it. So give me a number before we get out of here on a scale of zero to 100 percent. Your number of the day on how honest you are about men and your sexual experiences is. Oh, I thought you was going to give us zero. 40. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, not out of 100. It's not. I mean, it's not a passing grade, but, you know. Boom. There it is, fellas. Can't do much more for you than that. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I'm out. <laughs> Later. Enjoy your yoga. <laughs> All right. There you have it. I'm not exactly sure what we solved. Fellas, I asked the question for you, okay? Uh, there you go. Chances are you're being lied to. That I don't know what else to tell you. That is the conclusion that I've come to with the research that I have just done. You're being lied to. Some of y'all need to start walking around here with so much damn confidence, okay? <laughs> Clearly. Humble yourself. I learned some things, though. I didn't know. I didn't know that there was a such thing as testing out the material and putting it back if you need to. I didn't know the motion counted. I didn't know that was a thing. So what we learned is you're good either way, right? If, if, if you don't have, if you're not blessed, then I guess you have to make up for it. Your tube belt got to be a little more equipped. But there's still hope. This has been a positive call my friend segment. There's hope for you regardless, even if you have LDE. All right. Most reflective moment of the week. They say first impressions are everything. I used to believe that. I'm starting to believe it's not. It's kind of bullshit if you think about it. There have been a lot of times in my life where I made a first impression with someone that was completely not who I am. And I thought about this the other day. I thought back to a conversation I was having with one of my good friends one time. And I remember the person that I was dating at the time he had a first impression of her that was completely not her. And I knew I could never change that in his mind. He was like, nah, she's nuts. He would never tell me that or say that. But she appeared to be nuts in his first impression of her. And that was fair, but it wasn't her. And I realized then first impressions are not always what we make them to be. They say, oh, first impressions are everything. That narrative should change. They shouldn't be everything, man. People don't always give you their best self the first time you meet them. You can meet somebody on a worst day ever, get the worst experience ever. That does not mean that you should hold them to that always. Sometimes it's just who a person is, but sometimes it's really not. Sometimes the first impression is just, just that, a first impression. And there can be a second. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go with your instincts. And when people show you who they are, you shouldn't believe them. You certainly should. I'm just saying that that whole thing of... You never get past first impressions. First impressions are lasting. That's true, but I'm not so sure that it should always be that way. Sometimes people deserve a second chance. Sometimes. Quote of the week. Before I get out of here, there was a quote that stood out to me this week, and it said, when you finally learn that a person's behavior has more to do with their own internal struggle than it ever did with you, you learn grace. And that's a fact. I used to not have grace for people. I used to not empathize with people. I didn't think about what they may be going through, what they may be dealing with. And the truth is, you never know what someone is going through. You just don't. And when you understand that people's behaviors and the things that they say, they don't always have to do with you. It's not personal. Some people are evil because they're miserable. Some people are haters because they don't know any other way. They don't believe in themselves enough to be anything different. And when you start to really understand that, the concept that when a person talks shit about you, especially behind your back, it says more about who they are than it does about who you are. 
Period. When you truly get that, you stop taking things personally. You never care about what somebody thinks about you. You never care about what somebody has to say about you because it's irrelevant. It's a reflection of them. People who are busy getting it are too busy getting it to worry about what you're doing. I've never in my life seen somebody hate on me who was doing better than me. It's never happened. I've never personally seen it. You don't typically see people stop to look and see what's behind them because they're too busy chasing what's in front of them. The people barking at you, throwing hate, throwing shade, feeling some kind of way, that's because they see you in front of them. They wouldn't see you if you were behind them. It should tell you something. It's never about you. It's always about them. When you understand that, you have more grace. You become more kind. You gain more confidence. You realize that hate is just a necessary tool in a world that really doesn't have to affect you one way or the other. It's how you choose to see it. Period. Next week, bitches. Lie to me, 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 lie to me. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones, and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones, and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones, and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie. At Carphone Warehouse, we've got the best deals in town. Get massive savings on bill pay with brands like Samsung, iPhone, Huawei, and Google Pixel. Shop our range of smartwatches, fitness trackers, wireless headphones, and phone accessories. And we've got unbelievable prices on SIM-free and prepay phones. Shop online at carphonewarehouse.ie.